Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Get you guys set up if you guys are football fans to go uh, go out there and uh, root for your team, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Our team is not there, so we'll be watching as they are watching from home. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, amen. But we're we got a we're, we're excited for next season, we'll see what quarterback we get, amen. So, uh, so. That's that, amen, hallelujah. But uh, as my son said, I, KC is an enemy of ours, and so I'm not rooting for Kansas City, amen. If you're a Kansas City fan, God bless you, amen. And so I know that Jose Vargas is out there, so I'm going I'm to I'm pick on him all during the game, amen, praise the Lord. But, but whoever the outcome is, I know it's going to be a great game, amen. And so I'm going I'm to I'm go for Philly myself, too, and see what... God does, amen, but we're going to have a great time, amen, but the good thing is just to enjoy each other, amen, and just have a great time, hallelujah, today is Super Soul Sunday, hallelujah, come on, I'm glad that you came and participated for those that wore jerseys today, amen, and so I mean, know that, you know what, we got the reigning MVP right here, Jesus Christ, amen, hallelujah, he is our MVP, amen, and so he'll always be that, amen, and so like I said, later on this afternoon, it will be Super Bowl 57. Amen. With the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Amen. And the Eagles right now are a slight favor over KC. Amen. And so the Eagles, if you follow football, amen, they are a surprise team this year. The Chiefs, on the other hand, were already favored to be there. Amen. But the Eagles were the underdogs when the season started. They were not even picked as the top 10 to make it to the Super Bowl. KC was picked as number three. I mean, the experts picked Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, San Francisco, Dallas were all picked ahead of of the Eagles, and now they are picked as slight favors to win it all. And today I want to minister a message entitled, Beating the Odds. Beating the Odds. Amen. Hallelujah. Like I said, the Eagles went against the odds, amen, and they beat the odds, and they made it all the way to the big show. But it was their consistency and the team coming together and working in unity that now made them the favorites to win the Super Bowl. You and I, say me, come on, you and I are a bunch of people that beat the odds, Come on. We are people who have faced opposition. We have come against adversities. We have faced struggles. Amen. And we, somebody say I, we have beat the odds. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. The odds were against us. Amen. People looked at us and said there was no way that he or she is going to turn their lives around. Amen. There were people, listen, that were placing bets against you. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, your family was betting against you. Come on, friends and co-workers were betting against you. Listen, sometimes even people in the church, don't look at them right now, were betting against you. 
that you weren't going to make it, that you're not, you were not, this, you weren't going to turn around. Come on, somebody. The odds were against your marriage, that your marriage will never get fixed. Come on, the odds that you know what, you couldn't be trusted. Hallelujah. Some of you guys, amen, even thought once a thief, always a thief. I think some of you in the beginning didn't give because you didn't trust our ushers. Ushers. <laughs> hey, ushers. <laughs> Come on, you thought they were going to steal your offerings. You were like, I, we, I'm serious. That people would come to me after church. goes, here's my offering. I said, why didn't you put it in the basket? Here. That's why, hallelujah. If Xavier was ushering, no way. The offerings were low, hallelujah. No. I'm just playing him. But come on, there's people that, that didn't trust us, amen. They didn't trust the system. They didn't trust the church. There were odds that were against us, amen. Come on, there were odds that you know, there's no way that he can get delivered from his anger. There's no way that she can stop hating, amen. And the list can go on, on and on on the odds that were against us. Listen, some of us were even heavy underdogs to ever do anything out of our lives. Listen, can we really win the battles that we face, church? Can we really change from loser to winner? Can we break the bondages that are upon our lives? Can you and I really beat the odds? I believe we can. Come on, we have any believers in the house today? Come on, I believe that we can win any battle. I don't care how big our opposition seems to be. Amen. Philippians 4.13 says... I, say I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Matthew chapter 19, 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With men, within yourself, it's impossible. Doing it your way is impossible. Trying to work it out in your own way is impossible. But he says, But with God, all things, somebody say all things, all things are possible, hallelujah, with God, say with God, I, say I, can beat the odds, come on, how many want to beat some odds today, how many want to turn those things that they're betting against us and say, you know what, you lost, I won, I beat the odds, hallelujah, if you look around this church today, I'm looking at people that have beat the odds. Come on, you are people that have faced things and said, man, you're still here, amen. Come on, now, you got to understand, you may feel or look a little beat up here today, amen, but you need to tell the devil, shut up. Come on, hallelujah. Tell the devil, shut up. Come on, just tell him, shut up. Man, don't listen to his lying. He'll always look at you as an underdog. He always will put you down. Stop listening to his lies. The Bible says that he is a liar and his pants are on fire. Hallelujah. He is the father of lies, church. With God, we can beat the odds and God can remove the label of loser, a nobody, and declare you and I more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Can somebody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Come on, come on. We were nowhere close to the top 10. But now, come on, we are favorites to win it all. 
Come on, I'm going all the way. Come on, I, I am favored to make it to heaven. Come on, you're a favorite to make it to heaven, church. Come on, uh, you were at one place, nowhere near that list, but now you are the favorites of God. Can somebody say yes? You may not feel like it today, but if Jesus is living inside of you, he's working on the outside of you, bringing change that beats the odds, church. Which brings me to a story in the Bible that will make all this, all this make sense. That the odds can be against you, but if God be for you, then you can beat those odds. Listen, we are overcomers, church. First Samuel 17, 47 says, He, speaking of Jesus, speaking of God, is victorious in battle. The New Living Translation said, this is the, the, the battle, the, this is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us, speaking of the enemy. So when we're, we, we have to go through some battles, church, and we're going to have to face some giants in order to claim victory. Man, you cannot claim that you're an overcomer if you haven't over, overcome anything. So we're going to have to overcome some things, amen, in our lives in order to declare you and I victorious. But our God, say my God, our God is victorious in battle. Church, it is time to fight. Somebody say fight. Come on, it's not time to sit. It's not time to be silent. It's not time to shut down. It's not time to, to stay home. It's not time to complain. It's time to beat the odds and cross over. Somebody say cross over. Somebody say reroute. Come on. To be a team, church. Church, don't forget there is power. Somebody say power. In the name of Jesus. Come on, you can use that name, amen. Every war he wages, he wins, church. Listen, death doesn't even have victory over us. Come on, because Jesus took away the keys to hell, death, and the grave, church. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 says, Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scriptures will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Even when we die, church, we win. We beat the odds. We still have victory, church. But we need to fight in order to beat the odds. But listen, the fight is not against each other. Tell your neighbor, I have nothing against you. Got no beef with you. Come on, we make it about each other, but the battle's not between us. Ephesians chapter 6, 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So put on, it goes on, the full armor of God. Come on, get in the game, church, and let's beat the odds. Come on, you cannot win on the sidelines. Tell your neighbor, get in the game. Come on. You gotta, you gotta tell, you gotta tell God, put me in. Come on. I want to go in. I want to face my, the battle. I want to face the giant. I want to face what I need to overcome and I want to beat the odds. See, in our Christian walk, we're going to face giants. Giants, listen, church. 
come to distract. They come to bring fear. They come to bring doubt. And they come to taunt, taunt you with lies about yourself and about your God and to question your very faith. Giants will become walls that will stop you from the promises of God and stop you from crossing over. Come on, but my son said on Wednesday, you got to look beyond the walls. Come on, somebody. Come on, a great message by Pastor Branded. Amen. Come on, you got to look beyond those walls. Amen. Because there's victory on the other side, church. Don't just stay facing the wall. Don't just stay there looking at the distractions that the enemy came to get come against you and stop you from the very promises of God. Come on, we can't just stand there and just look at a wall. Come on, look beyond the wall. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. Come on, tell your neighbor, you're not weak. Come on, tell somebody else, you're strong. Come on, you're strong, church. See, with Jesus, we're overcomers. Through Jesus, we can beat any odds that come against us. But you got to understand the power that lies within you. So as you put on the full armor of God with preparation, prayer, and the help from the Holy Spirit, amen, we can face our giants, take them down, and beat the odds. Tell your neighbor, stop betting against me. (laughs) Tell somebody else, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Come on. Let's encourage one another. Come on, we can't be out there in the cafe placing beds. I bet you he doesn't make it. She doesn't make it. <laughs> Come on. I go in there. I hear about that. Amen. Hallelujah. You guys are betting against each other. No, not, not, not PCLV. Maybe out there. Hallelujah. But no, no. No, it's here. <laughs> Some of you guys place the bets about me. Hallelujah. He's not going to be a pastor for long. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Hey, that, that was the old church. That was the old church. I beat the odds. We beat the odds. We're still here. Hallelujah. Come on. The devil tried to chase us out, take me out, do all kinds of stuff. But let me tell you, devil, I beat the odds. We beat the odds. We're still here. Amen. Come on, somebody. And we're out there to get those that will beat the odds with us. Let's look at the greatest victory that beat the odds. A victory of a faith uh, uh, because of a God of a boy's I was a shepherd boy, a man who came, be, uh, a, a man after God's own heart, a boy who gained favor, listen, with God. Here in the book of 1 Samuel 17, the, the stage is set, amen. And all of us know about this, this battle that took place, the well-known fight of David and Goliath. The greatest upset in fighting history. David was the big underdog here. All odds were against him. Even Israel was putting their money on Goliath. Now David, a teenager at the time, was tending his father's sheep on the hillside. And he decides to go down to witness the battle. And so he takes some lunch to his older brothers who were there at the battle. See, the problem was that the Hebrews were no match to the Philistine army. So no one would dare to go down the mountain to fight them in the valley. 
So the Hebrews were on one mountain, and the Philistines were on another mountain, and in between them was a valley. I'm here to let you know that nobody wants to go in the valley. It's like nobody wants to go in the alley. <laughs> Come on. There's not good things in the alley. Hallelujah. You will go around the block, then go through an alley. Come on, somebody. We don't got a lot of alleys here, but back in L.A., there's a lot of alleys. Hallelujah. Come on. There's, there's people in those alleys. Hallelujah. At dark, in the nighttime, at dark, all you see is eyes in the, in the alley. Hallelujah. But in the valley, see, because no one wants to go to the valley, amen. You see, in the valley, you got to face what you've done. You're going to have to face people and what they've done to you. You're going to have to confess in the valley. So no one really wants to go down to the valley, but you're going to have to go through the valley in order to reach your mountaintop, in order to get your victory, church, in order to beat the odds, amen. You're going to have to go through the valley. Tell your neighbor, you have to go through. Go through that valley and face your opposition. See, in 1 Samuel, Samuel, <laughs> I need some water. 1 Samuel 17, 8 through 10 says this, Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across the, to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I'm a Philistine champ, but you are only servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be their, your slaves. But if I kill him, then you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. So Saul and the Israelites heard this, and they were terrified and deeply shaken. See, an army would often avoid the cost of battle, amen, by putting the strongest warriors on each side to battle. And this would avoid great bloodshed, because the winner of the fight was considered the winner of the battle. Now, this has been going on for 40 days and, and 40 nights. And now King Saul, if you know King Saul, he was the tallest of all the Hebrews. He was seven foot tall, amen, and which made him the most likely candidate to fight Goliath. But he, as well as the entire Israel army, was afraid. The entire Israel army could only see defeat. King Saul, all he felt was the odds were against him. And all he saw was a big giant, but he forgot the God was with him. They focused on how big Goliath was instead of focusing how big their God was, which gripped them with fear. Listen, church, if fear takes residence in your life, you'll never be able to see victory in your life. You'll never beat the odds, church. See, the question today is, how big is your giant? Come on. Have you ever just been living life? Just living life, going to work, coming home, doing the things, just serving God, uh, and attending sheep, sort of speaking, going to church, being faithful, giving, and then a giant appears in your life? 
Has that ever happened? Come on. Have you ever had a problem that you thought, man, this one is going to be a little difficult to overcome? Come on. Have you ever sized up your giant and just wanted to run because it seemed way too overwhelming? That you didn't want to face the giant. You didn't want to face him in the valley. You just, you just wanted to run and hide and just say, you know what? It's, I'm done. You ever felt that the odds were all against you and nobody liked you? Come on. You ever felt like that? I don't belong. I don't fit. No one likes me here. This is never going to happen. This is never going to turn around. This, this is not going to get healed. I, I, this is way too big for me to handle. I'm just going to bail. This probably be better for everyone else. They, they won't even miss me if I just leave. 1 Samuel 17, 4, then Goliath, the Philistine champion of Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to, to face the forces of Israel, and he was over nine feet tall. Nine feet tall. Stand up, Xavier. Give us an example of what nine feet tall is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, dude. Whoa, look at that tower. Come on. He was huge, huge. Come on. I mean, the dude was big. Tell your neighbor, oh, he big. <laughs> he big, hallelujah. He's a big, the Bible says that his armor alone weighed 200 pounds. The, it says that the tip of his spear weighed 15 pounds. And on top of that, he came in as the undefeated champ. The Bible says that he was fighting since his youth. The dude was bad. And David gets there to witness Goliath taunting the army, the Hebrew army, amen. And Goliath was a giant with a giant attitude. I mean, those like most big guys have an attitude. <laughs> don't, look, don't look at him right now, hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Most big guys have an attitude, hallelujah. <laughs> so listen, our first natural reaction when we are facing giants in our lives is fear. Fear grips us, amen, when something huge comes against us. We want to run from our giants. Come on, somebody say amen. See, it says right here in 1 Samuel 17, 24, as soon as the Israel army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Verse 25 says, have you seen the giant? The dude is huge, scary, and ugly. Come on, that was the, that was the PTA translation. Pastor Arch translation, Hallelujah. He was big and he was ugly. Church, every person who decides to live for God will encounter a giant, a wall, a red sea of some kind in their walk that will prevent them from crossing over or going forward. Come on, come on. Have you ever noticed that? Well, once you said yes to Jesus, all hell came against you. 
Come on, it came against your marriage, came against your things. You have faced battles and storms that you didn't face in the world, but you get saved and the devil comes at you. And he comes as a big giant. And he comes with all these distractions to stop you from the promises of God. Guys, I'm here to let you know it's not your wife. Pastor, she's big. Hallelujah. Come on, she taunts me. She belittles me. Come on, ladies, it's not your husband. Pastor, you don't know he's big. He gets ugly, especially when he's hungry. Where's my food? Well, tell your neighbors, don't run from your giants. The odds may be against you, church, but don't forget who you belong to. Come on, if he's for us, nothing can come against such church. Know the God that you serve. Know that he's always with you. His word says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never abandon you. Knowing that when you're in that storm and you're in that valley by yourself, facing that giant, that God is with you there. And you fight, church, not alone. And truly, the battle belongs to God. You just got to stand in faith. Somebody say, stand in faith. Come on. Church, there are giants in the land. But don't forget that you have an absolute champion in Christ Jesus. Come on. He's the MVP. He's, he's, uh, he's undefeated, church. Come on, somebody. And it took a, a boldness of a shepherd boy to remind the entire Israelite army about that. That, you know what? They are the armies of the living God. Church, we belong to an army. We belong to the best team, church. A, a team that is undefeated, Lord. A, a team that we have never lost any battle. That's the team that you and I belong to. But church, we have to, we have to face our giants. We must confront the Goliaths in our lives. And put on the armor that God has designed for each of us. And know that we are part of the living army of God, amen, knowing that the battle truly belongs to him who is undefeated, and listen, that will help you and I beat the odds. David knew who his God was. You know your God? Come on, do you know your God? Just like Pastor Vic was saying, you know, do you, do you know what you give to? Oh, I, I give to the kingdom. I give, I give back to what belongs to God. I, I, I give what he's given me to give to others. That's why he said silver and gold I don't have, but in the name of Jesus, get up. See, he didn't need money. He needed a healing. See, we, we, we're, we're, we're walking around damaged and we think we need this and that. No, you need a healing. You need a deliverance. You need some, you need God's touch in your life. You need, you need a, you need to understand that you can beat the odds. I don't care how it looks. No way this is going to work. No way this is going to happen. No, it can happen if you believe. David knew who his God was. In 1 Samuel 17, 26, it said, David asked the soldier standing nearby, what would this man get for killing this Philistine and ending the defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he's allowed to defile the armies of the living God? I'm a, I like David. David is bold, amen. You know what we need in the church? More Davids. 
Come on, we need some men that will rise up and say, who are you, uh, Tony, that I can't make it? Who are you saying my marriage can't make it? Who are you to say my kids can't get it? Who are you, Tony, and saying who my God isn't? Here's a shepherd boy who has a spiritual armor on him, and here's a boy who stands in the authority of God, amen. Here is a boy that is not gripped with fear, amen, but a boy that has a shout of victory inside his spirit. What a different perspective David had, where most of the onlookers that day only saw a giant, but David saw a man talking about his God. Man, who are you to talk about my Jesus? Who are you said I can't change? Who, come on, who is this fool? Who is this guy saying my God can't do it? See, we need some boldness in your spirit when the devil comes and taunts to you and say it's over. You're done. You're nobody that you need to rise up and say, you know what? Who are you to say I can't make it? Do you know who I belong to? Do you know my God, the God that he has not lost to you, but one day you're going to submit to, you're going to bow down to and say he is king of king and Lord of lords? That's the God that I serve. We need some Davids in the house. Come on, somebody. David had a, an armor to match Goliath's. But his armor was invisible. He was spiritually equipped. Hallelujah. Come on, some of us need to get spiritually equipped. Come on, it's not just hanging the armor, a uh, uh, scripture on your wall. It's not just saying uh, uh, the armor of God. It's not just having a plaque that says that. You've got to have a spiritual armor on fighting. Listen, church, that armor that David had that day, God has given you and I the same one. In 1 Samuel 17, 32, David goes on to say, don't worry about this Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Somebody say, I'll go fight. Come on. I'll go fight. Devil's tiny, I'll go fight him. We got to help each other. I'll, I'll fight for you. I'll go fight him. Church, will you fight your giant, the giant that's taunting at your marriage that it's not going to make it, it's not going to last, amen. She's not going to change. She's not going to change. Your kids will never get saved. Your finances will never be good. You'll never get healed. Will you fight, church? Will you fight your giant no matter how big it is, or will you run? Despite David's brothers telling him, what are you doing here? Go home, amen. You're just here. You're just all caught up in the Kool-Aid, amen. Come on, go tend daddy's sheep, amen. Even King Saul told him, no way, you can't. And Saul said to David in 1 Samuel 17, don't be ridiculous. Saul replied, there's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. In other words, the odds, David, are truly against you in this. You're only a boy. He's been a man of war since his youth. You see, David didn't let criticism stop him. While the army stood around, amen, he knew the importance of taking action. And with God with him, there was no reason to wait. We needed to fight. Tell your neighbor, don't stand around. 
fight. You got to fight, church. You can't hesitate. You can't procrastinate. You can't think about it. You can't say, well, maybe, uh, maybe tomorrow. No, you need to do it right now. If that enemy is taunting you right now, that Goliath needs to go down today. Stand up and fight, church. Listen, people may try to discourage you. They may bring negative comments. They may come and even mop you. Mock you and mop you. They'll mop you too. Hallelujah. <laughs> come on. If you see somebody with a mop, run. Hallelujah. I've come to mop you. Hallelujah. <laughs> but continue, listen, church, to do what is right. Continue doing what you're supposed to be doing, church. You will please God, which, which his opinion matters the most. I don't do it for you. I do it for him. Come on. I don't care if you make fun of me. I don't care what you think. I don't care if you say, man, why are you fasting? It has, it has, I'm doing it for God. I'm doing it for me. It doesn't matter what you think. Come on, somebody. I, I, about his opinion. I want him to applause me. Hallelujah. See, 1 Samuel 17, 34 to 37 says, but David persisted. But David persistent, he says, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goat. He said, when the lion or the bear comes to steal the lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns to me on me, I catch it by his jaw and I club it to death. Man, I love David. Whew, come on. Come here. Watch. Come here. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to pull it, amen. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. You were, you were here for a purpose, hallelujah. For such a time as this. <laughs> hallelujah. But here you, David says, if the animal turn against me, I grab it by his jaw and I just club it to death. He says, I, I have done this to both the lions and the bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he is to file the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. And Saul finally consented, all right, go ahead. May the Lord be with you. Wow. After this little kid says all this, King David says, okay, go for it. Wow. Instead of the king saying, you know what, man, I I'm convicted. You know what? You're just a kid, son. You know what? I need to go fight him. This is my duty as a king. I am a better matcher with him. I got this. Thank you for reminding me who we serve. But instead he says, go ahead, dude. I can just see right there, the bet started. Bets, odds. I got Goliath. I got Goliath. This is the, this is the Philistine army. This is the, this is the church betting against David. But he tells, Saul tells, all right, you know what? If you're going to fight him here, you're going to have to wear my armor. You're going to need it. He says, I can't put this on. He puts it on. He's stumbling over himself. It's just huge. It's the, I can't do this. This armor is not mine. Verse 39 says, I, I'm not used of this. I'm not used to this, this, this thing. He gives it back to Saul. He goes, I got my own armor. 
And David gets his staff, a slingshot, and five smooth rocks and goes out to fight this giant. Tell your neighbor, use what God has given you. Come on, you can't use my armor. You can't use the things that God has given you. You got to use what God has given you to fight your battles and fight your giants. He says, I'm going to use what God has given me. First Samuel 17, 43 says, uh, am I a dog? He roared at David. You come at me with a stick and, and, and he cursed David by the names of his God. Come over here and I'm going to give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Goliath yelled. Listen, church, all Satan can do is try to intimidate us and call you names. Because he does not have any power over the child of God, amen. All he can do is taunt you, make fun of you, amen. Come on, whatever power Satan has over you is what you give him. Don't give him any power. Know who you belong to, church. What the enemy meant for evil, God will always turn around for the good. Come on, he's done it in my life. He's done it in your life, church. Don't forget, amen. Come on, the, the remembrance of the stones, amen. Build a memorial when you get a victory in God that you can reflect, amen. When you're facing a new battle, amen. That God brought me through that, ba that, that battle there and gave me victory. He'll give me victory here. He's a good God. Can somebody say amen? amen. David responds in 1 Samuel 17, 45 to 46. David says to the Philistine, you come to me against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, armies who you have defiled. This day, somebody say today, the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and I will cut off your head. Oh, I love David. Man, I cut off your head. Man, I'll cut your head off. I'll, I'll cut you you got to tell the, you got to, come on. I like David each day. Who is this chump talking about my God? Why are you guys doing this? Uh, come on. Uh, I'll go fight him. You can't fight him. Man, I fought a bear. I fought a lion. Come on. Uh, nothing's going to stop me. My God delivered me. He'll deliver this fool into my hands. Amen. He comes again. He says, man, today you're going down. I'm going to cut your head. Say that with me. I'm going to cut your head. You got to get, you got to, you got to, this is not, this is not a plaything church. You, 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 this is, this is, you're a warrior for the kingdom of God. You belong to the army of God. You got to talk, war talk. I'm going to cut your head off, devil. I'm going to cut your head off. You, he tells him, I'm going to cut your head. I love David. Says this very day, I will give the caucuses. Of the, of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals. And all the whole world will know that there was a God in Las Vegas. Hallelujah. Come on. They will know there's a God in Israel. Amen. He tells today they're going to know who God really is. Here's the lesson, church. Verse 47 says, all those, all those gathered here will know it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. The Lord is victorious in battle. This is a boldness of a teenager. 
with men that forgot. Come on, sometimes we've been saved too long. Listen, you forgot who God is. And sometimes it takes the new convert to remind us of who our God is. Sometimes it takes a little boy, a little girl, your sons, your daughters, remind you God can do it. Come on, somebody. We forget that, church. We need to understand who we belong to. In other words, I can beat the odds. David says, I'm not backing down from any giant. I'm not backing down from this dude, amen, because I know how this story ends. The God that delivered the lion and the bear is going to deliver you to my hands, and I'm going to cut your head. <laughs> I like that. Come on, it's okay to do that against the enemy. He's coming after you, and he wants to take more than your head. He wants to take your family. He wants to take your generation. He wants to take your family line, your, gen- your lineage from you. You got you to protect. You see, it's not just you. You're protecting your family and generations after you. And you can stop it right now that no, 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 no. You may have done that to my family before, but it stops right here. It stops right here. No more. No more can you throw that at me. No more are my kids going to suffer through that. No. It stops right here. I'm going to cut the head off of this thing that is that has come against a generational curse that has come against our family. It stops here today because I know who I serve. Church, you can stop it today. David picked up these five smooth stones. I'm going to tell your neighbor, pick up those stones. Some people say that on these five stones here, that one was for Goliath and the other four for his brothers. And it might as well be because David did face all four of them later and took them all out. But one thing's for sure, David was an expert marksman with a sling, his weapon. The dude was bad. Nailed him every single time. He was an expert, church. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, taking down giants, church. David was the one who had the advantage here. He was able to move faster. He didn't have a heavy armor to stop him, he, that, which made him more effective, church. Not only was he able to uh, have the ability with the sling, amen, but his courage, his confidence in God was great, amen. Listen, your confidence will grow strong by trusting God, and in turn, you can beat the odds. You can beat the giants that you're facing, church. You see, you may feel as though you're overmatched, outnumbered, overwhelmed. You may even size up your giant and say, there's no way, God, I can do this. I'll never overcome this trial or go through this situation. I'll never get my breakthrough. The odds may be against you. Amen. You may feel that you'll never recover from it, but you may say, you know what? God, amen. I have all these smooth stones. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to take down this giant. I'm here to tell you, church, that God will use the little that you have to defeat the giants in your life. Come on. Come on. Don't look at other resources. Use what you have. 
Just like Pastor Vic was saying, give what you have. Come on, you can't go get, you can't go buy stuff. You can't go, you can't go take kung fu classes. Come on, I'm just going to sign up for kung fu, amen. I can beat every, every demon or every, what, you can't sign up. You got to do and use what you have. Come on, your enemy's not going to wait for you to go take a kung fu class and then come fight him. Okay, I'll wait. No. He's going to take you out right here. You got to know how to, you're going to have to use what you got now, church. And if you've got God, let me tell you, you got enough. I said, you got enough. Hallelujah. Come on, just use what you have, church. David used the little that he had, and he hurled that stone, and he planted it right in the eyes of Goliath, and Goliath came down. Boom. Boom. Xavier, can you fall for us? Boom. No. <laughs> David threw it so hard, the Bible says, that it sank in the forehead of Goliath. And he cut his head off too. And he held it up. And he showed the God that he served. Imagine that head was huge. See, once they saw that their champion was dead, the Philistine army all ran. The Bible says, let God arise and let your enemies be scattered. 1 Samuel 17, 51 says, Then David ran over and pulled the Goliath's sword out of his sleeve, and David used it to kill him and cut his head off. And when the Philistine armies saw that their champion was dead, they turned and they ran. What does that mean to you and I today is that we can, that when we face a giant that we call death in our family, divorce, sickness, when you face a giant called depression, weakness, financial stepbacks, relational problems, lack of faith, you must face your giant and use the little faith that you have, church. You can, you can have faith as small as a mustard seed and tell that giant to move or you're going down. And just hurl that stone of faith in God at your giant and watch him fall. Philippians 4, 14 says, I can do, or 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, you can do all things. Say, I can do all things. All things, church, you've got to believe. There's so many giants that we as Christians face, whether when we get saved or through the course of our walk, because the enemy does not want you to step into the promises of God. Right now, we are our, our theme is crossover, and we know that, man, we're going to cross over, and it's a great theme, and we're like, yeah, crossover, woo! But now that we cross over, you read the story of Joshua, now you've got to face Jericho. Miracle took place. They crossed over, but now they got to face an opposition of a great wall that they're encountering. A wall that the God says, I'm going to give you that city and its kings. It all belongs to you. Now comes faith. Come on. We take the step. We, we, we follow God's instructions, but now you're going to have to stand. And you're going to have to use faith for that wall to come down. 
You're going to have to trust God that what he says he's going to do, he'll do. Come on. You, walk, you look at this wall, and it's so massive and so big. But don't stare at the wall. Look beyond the wall. And there's, there's victory. There's success. There's healing. Come on, relief from depression, oppression. All that stuff is on the other side, but now you're going to have to fight. But listen, all you got to do is just obey God because he's the one that brings it down. You're going to have to sometimes face them and fight in that valley church but then you're going to have to trust God that he's going to do the rest. Amen? Come on. How many are going to want to trust God today? Come on. How many are going to want to trust God today? If you want to trust God, I want you to stand up. Come on. You're going to trust God.